Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Nerd Talk Ellipse, where nerd enthusiasts such as us come together with a common goal to geek out and preach nerdism in yesterday's and today's nerd culture, featuring your hosts, Lane Stipe and DJ Pin Hollow. This is Nerd Talk Ellipse. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us for episode 6 of Nerd Talkalypse. My name is Lane. And my name is Deej. And as always, we'll be geeking out weekly with our listeners about all sorts of nerd topics. From Marvel and DC, specializing in CW's Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow, to Harry Potter, Pokemon, Star Wars, Dragon Ball Z, and everything in between. That's right, folks. This week's topics include things like The Dark Knight Returns Part 2, The Walking Dead, and our love-hate relationship with last night's episode. And um, we're going to talk to you about next week's Batman vs. Superman special. When we have four, two days. S- four days away, which we're very excited about. Uh, we've got two special guests coming in next week. Uh, um, I think one of them is going to be with us live, and one of them is going to be uh, over Skype. So uh, we'll, you know, we'll be talking to each of them. We'll talk to you more about that as we move on. But I guess first things first, we're going to talk nerd news. It's time for the latest in nerd news with Nerd Talkalypse. Hello, this is our episode six with our nerd news. This goes from week... From the 13th through the 20th, all the news that we have found on the, on the internet. And it says, the first coming up is Disney announces Indiana Jones 5 for 2019 with Steven Spielberg to direct. Which is pretty cool. I don't. Did you watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? I have never watched an Indiana Jones movie. I never watched mm-hmm. any of them, but I did go to the theater and see Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Well, because freaking Shia LaBeouf was in it. I well, Shia LaBeouf. I, I, just, I don't know. I can't say whether or not I liked that movie. I don't. Really have an opinion on that movie? I guess it was okay. Like, I don't. I'm, I I don't have a problem with Indiana Jones. I just never really. I might. I might have watched one or two when I was young, but I don't remember. I think I might. I might. St- you know, try to binge them before that one, just because. Yeah. Of hype. Right. Um. Anyway, so uh, we found out earlier in the week the the last ep- not the, today's Monday. Last night they aired Walking Dead. So any news that we find out during the week prior would be for the episode previous to this one. So we're talking about the episode, episode 13, the same boat. The same set, or the set that was used where Carol and Maggie were being held captive by those savior women 
um, was apparently the same set they used in, from the first Saw movie, which was a bathroom, I presume. Like yeah, it was, it was the scene. It was the one where the guy had to cut his foot off. You know, they were in that bathroom. One guy was on one side, the other guy was on the other. Which is pretty cool. They put up like a you know a, a, a three panel comparison of that set versus you know the the set from Saw, uh, Saw and it was just pre- I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I would have never thought. I've only watched Saw one time, so um, I figured that that was just some newsworthy things and we talk about Walking Dead all the time. Well, as uh, we all know, Kevin Smith is going to be directing an episode of The Flash. We don't know for sure which episode. I know Trajectory is next. I don't think he did that one. He's going to do one of the ones after that. But it is rumored that Jay and Silent Bob are going to make a cameo in this episode. I, I don't, don't know. I, yeah, I, I highly doubt it's going to... I mean, it could be anything. Like It just could be a be... shirt that Cisco wears. Yeah, that's true. It could be... He could be wearing a Blunt Man and Chronic shirt, which I doubt. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, uh, but... DJ said before, what if Flash has to fight Blunt Man and Chronic? That would be fucking crazy. <laughs> or if he had to fight Cockknocker. If, what if fucking Tri- or Trickster came back and was As just cock-knocker. a Cockknocker instead yeah. of Trickster? As you know, Mark Hamill was the Trickster from On Flash. He was also Luke Skywalker, and he also voices Joker. But he was a Cockknocker on Chance on the Bob. I didn't even know until we watched it recently. It it's so funny, dude. I, I think it would be hilarious. But, I mean, Kevin Smith did say on his podcast that... I guess Mark Hamill like emailed him. I guess him and Mark Hamill are are you know good buddies, and I guess he emailed him and said, "Hey, that episode of Flash you're doing, are you gonna have James Jesse in it?" And he's like, "Dude, you are out in London being Luke Skywalker right now. You're gonna fly to Vancouver and be in fucking Flash." <laughs> he's like, "That's not happening." Right. He's like, "As much as I would love to do an episode with you in it," he goes, "It just doesn't seem it wouldn't fit in feasible. You are being Luke Skywalker, saving the universe." And you're thinking about Flash. Kevin Smith is that enjoyable, I guess. He I must- mean, yeah, like I, I, it's pretty cool that he that he's willing to do it. But I just, I just pictured him standing outside the freaking coffee shop, Jay and Silent Bob out by the front door, outside of Jitters, yeah, <laughs> doing doing this. <laughs> hey, baby, you ever had your asshole eaten out by a fat guy in an overcoat? <laughs> no, dude, he's just so innocent, though. Like, <laughs> I don't know why, I don't know why he does that shit. Correct it's me. funny though. Um. um all right, so let's see here. Gotham has been... Uh, we haven't watched Gotham. We've said many times, but I guess it, it is, in fact, getting a season three, which shouldn't be surprising. Um, That's a short little news blip that I found. But um, I guess uh, that that's pretty much it. I, I, I mean, we're yeah, going to start mean, watching Gotham here pretty soon. I mean, I've watched most of the first season. I just... Uh, it's hard. I have a problem with continuity problems, and that is bad. But yeah. it's still a good show. Anyway, the, direct, the director for Suicide Squad says the Leto as Joker is incredible, which we've heard before. Like That's not the first time that that has been said. And I should say it's not surprising. I, I'm expecting him to be... I mean, he has big shoes to fill, but I think he'll do all right. I've never seen Leto, Jared Leto act in anything else. What was he originally? What is he from? He's from the band 30 Seconds to Mars, and I know he's done some movies... So I don't know, but yeah. I don't know how he is as an actor. Right. I mean, everybody always said that he looks like Jim Carrey in the number 23. Some, some Like when he grows his hair out and stuff like that, he could have easily played a prequel to... 23? 23. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Not 22. No. Uh, anyway, uh, so we've got, in other news, as far as DC Comics goes, Lobo uh, is, is rumored to be 
in the works with uh, Wonder Woman director at the helm, which um, would be great. That movie has to be rated R. Yeah, a lot of a lot of you comic book readers would know who Lobo is. If you haven't, he doesn't appear too much in anything I've seen. Uh, if you played Injustice Gods Among Us and you had this be- the bonus edition, he was a character in the bonus edition. But as Deej said, it has to be rated R. He's a very foul-mouthed. I would he's I don't I don't he's probably almost worse than Dare, than fucking uh, Deadpool. Deadpool. I know that Danny Trejo has expressed some extreme interest in playing that role. I don't, he wasn't so old. Yeah, I, I mean he could do it though. They I could, could do a lot him. with CGI with him. I could see him being Lobo. I mean, never in my life would I have ever expected Nicolas Cage to be fucking Ghost Rider. Yeah, that's but true. But I don't know. I don't really know how well that movie was received as far as comic book fans go. I don't know that much about Ghost Rider. True, but. But, they did a lot with CGI with him, and uh, I mean, he looks he looks the con- he looks the role like to yeah. Um, well, back to like Lobo. Uh, if you don't know who Lobo is, he's just like he's like a bounty hunter through the universe. He like travels around on a space motorcycle, and he's he's, he's like a Boba real Fett. bad. He'll kill sh- he'll kill you. Yeah, like Boba Fett. He would rape Boba Fett though. He wouldn't stand a chance. But <laughs> this Lobo has you know he can go punch to punch with Superman. You know he's been punched out of orbit by Superman and just been fine and. He has a healing factor that I would say is greater than Wolverine's or Deadpool's. There's, I, I was listening to a graphic audio. Loba got blown to pieces by a bomb or some type of explosive, and he just came back. Like, he, That's he, crazy. He cannot be killed. It's ridiculous. We should watch. I want to watch that. I want to watch Ayers Quinones talk about the history of Lobo. Lobo's fucking awesome. I've never. I don't know much about him, but I want to watch. Gotta that listen shit. to that graphic audio. There's a, there's a shout out for Variant Comics. I know they have the. History of podcasts and things like that. It's very interesting. Maybe we can watch it after this if we have time. Yeah, we can watch it. Actually, we can probably watch, take a pause, break, watch it, and then tell everybody what we've learned. Yeah. Um. So get um, uh, to the next topic. Disney narrows its search for a young Han Solo, down to three guys: Taron Egerton from Kingsman, the main character from Kingsman, the, the young boy that if you've seen that movie, Alden. Aaron Reich. Aaron Reich from Hail Caesar, which I haven't seen. Did he play Caesar? I am not positive. I haven't seen that movie. I've heard good things. Yeah. I mean, I have no problem. Yeah, I don't want to check it out. Um, But him, he, out of these, out of these, th- now, now, go ahead with and, the uh, next. last one is Jack Rayner from Age of Extinction from um, uh, Transformers. Transformers, the one with Mark Wahlberg. He was the boyfriend, the one that drove that freaking, you know, that drift car. The only whatever. Transformers movie on Netflix. Yeah. Um, which, but I like that movie more than I like, I know you, people might get mad at me, but I do like that movie more than the other Transformer movies. It was good. Not that I have a problem with Shia LaBeouf or anything like that. I just love Mark Wahlberg and I think that that movie is just good. I like that movie. You watched it, right? Yeah. I, I just love that movie. And there's, like I said, there's that, that thing. Remember when we were talking to Brett and Sebastian, you told me I had to remind you about what that thing that happens in that movie. Yeah. Um, that we would have caught, and they actually called it. Oh yeah, it was. We talked about it in the in the end of our Deadpool episode, and you were like, "Oh, you have to remind me because I don't remember." It's whenever that something happens and that dude's car gets fucked up, and he's just like, "You better have insurance." He's like, "Dude, it's a fucking alien attack." Well, that happened. That was in a trailer. Everybody's seen that. Well, yeah, but I didn't watch the trailer for that movie oh, before yeah, I that, watched that it. That exact scene was in the trailer. It was just funny. Like, yeah, yeah it was funny. It, it's it, it's because I we always talk about like if Spider Man lands on your car or if you know what you know what happens to like in that world is there some sort of like special insurance company out there who cleans up the web? 
yeah, like to deal with to deal with those things. Like if you call Geico and be like, "Hey, my car's messed up," and be like, "What happened?" Be like, "Oh, Spider Man." They're like, "Oh, you have a Spider Man insurance. Don't worry." <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you have Avengers insurance Superhero or insurance. something like that. Which I don't know. I didn't write it in here, and I we haven't talked about it. But there's that new show coming out. <coughs> um, it, it based in the DC Comics universe. What? Called it's called Powerless. And and basically what it is, I I. I it, it it's a take it's a comedy and it's a take on like um those comedies like the office or parks oh, and rec yeah but it's an insurance company in that set in that universe that covers space, like superheroes but stuff. i think that they're dealing with i don't think they're dealing with regular people handling superhero business but it's superheroes handling so, their so business superhero insurance company that they are superheroes no i think it's a I maybe I, we'll have to do a little bit more digging yeah, into I don't it, know but about it. It, it's set to release, and it's got what's his Abed from Community. He's going to be in it. Abed and um, Vanessa Hudgens. I don't know what else she's in, but I know that she's High School Musical or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But it's going to be uh, for it's either going to be from the point of view of people coming in dealing with damage from DC heroes, or it's going to be. Vice versa, like right. like superheroes themselves have insurance to cover everybody else. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It'd be a huge freaking premium. Premium <laughs> insurance. Yeah. Well, I know that it's going to take a lot of like the B list or Z list, I guess. Um, DC comic superheroes that like you just simply don't hear a lot about. Right. Like I think the first one that they said that they spotted on set was the Crimson Fox. I'm not sure who that is. Yeah, and I don't even know who that is either. So that's uh, that just goes to show you how they're really trying to get these heroes out there and they're scraping the bottom of the barrel to get, you know, I guess everything that they think they're worth, which is cool. I mean, I'm sure that there are cool ones out there and I think that a live-action show might do them justice, but that's just yet another DC Comics super, superhero TV show that's going to be making its way to television. I don't know which company has it, which network's going to have it. I think NBC maybe, um, and I don't know who it's directed by or anything like that. But I, it, it could be Greg Berlanti. He's got all of them. I don't know. Um, so Stephen Yen, I think that's how you say his name, Yoon or Yen. He plays Glenn on The Walking Dead. He says that Negan's first appearance, him and also uh, Lenny James, who plays Morgan have just described Negan's first appearance as nothing short of fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like. Expect nothing less. Which is just makes the hype that much more. Um, like I said in the beginning of the episode, we have a very... I, I personally have a very love-hate relationship with last night's episode of The Walking Dead. Me too. Um, it, it was a very anxious episode, and a lot of things happened, but we'll get to that. Um, well, next on Near News, uh, Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy are confirmed for Batman The Killing Joke animated movie. It is set to be R-rated. Because that's a pretty brutal, you know, that's a brutal story. I think R-rated would fit it pretty good. So Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy do the, their Batman, Mark Hamill is Joker and Kevin Conroy is Batman in the animated series. The original animated series and the Arkham games. Oh, dude, yeah, the Arkham Joker is the best. You know what I mean? So when you when you hear Joker and you hear Mark Hamill, that's that should be more than enough news. 
Yeah, that's good. To know that this mo- that that shit's going to be crazy. All right. Oh yeah. So the next nerd news, I don't exactly know if you can consider this something is nerdy, but both Lane and I like Patrick Warburton a oh, yeah. whole lot. And apparently, uh, set aside from Neil Patrick Harris being cast as... Wh- what the hell is that dude's name? Lemony, uh, Lemony Snickets? Uh, yeah, in the series of Unfortunate Events. The guy that Jim Carrey played? I don't know. In the movie, Jim Carrey played this character. I guess Neil Patrick Harris has been slated to play that same character. in the is name not Lemony Snicket? I don't, I don't really know. Is it, it the Count? I'm not sure. We're going to look up an answer. But, so, Neil Patrick Harris has been confirmed to play that guy. And, um... Patrick Warburton also has been cast in that Netflix revival. Um, character unknown, apparently. I, But that's cool. I like Patrick Warburton. We talked about him last night being The Tick. And we just found out that The Tick series is available on Crackle, the original live-action Tick series. Um, so we're going we're gonna to dive into that, too. Um, because I just am a huge fan of Patrick Warburton in general. The Rules of Engagement is hilarious. It's one of my favorite shows, and he's you know on Family Guy, and he's he's in everything. Yeah, so Jim Carrey is Count Olaf. Count Olaf, okay. See, I I would have never thought of that because Olaf has been so associated with Frozen. Right. That's, but that's interesting. <coughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time. It was good though. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I liked it too. I, I, I watched books, it. Though, so. I talked to the guy that read the book recently, and he's just talking about the way the way the first the way the movie ended was like the way the third book ended, or something like that. And he wasn't or some shit. I don't know too much, but so I but that yeah that guy at the at the Harry Potter day, yeah. And he said that that he has high hopes for the show to make up for it. to make up for all of that, which is cool. Netflix is doing some good fucking things. Yeah, I just me and my wife actually just recently watched the first episode of Daredevil, which is uh not something I've done recently but i watched the first episode with her and i really really enjoyed it we're gonna tear through season one and then um lane and i and uh, i guess all of us we're gonna try to watch season two together and we can get some daredevil news on here and it's about time i told him been telling him to watch it it's so good i liked it a lot yeah and then we're gonna try to tear through supergirl and we're gonna try to um i don't know how much interest i really show in um like jessica, jessica jones, jones and and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I really don't think I'm going to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know if I want to put that down. Yeah, it's alright. Um, I know that there there are literally podcasts out there dedicated to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter. I just don't... I might just listen to those and get all the information I need. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't care to put the series down myself. However, listening to those would be more time-consuming than... Yeah watching the show itself the i mean 23 episodes a season and an hour and a half each per podcast that's a half an hour each episode longer yeah so i'm but i also am in my car more often than i'm not than i'm at home true like so i mean i deliver pizzas for a living so like i that all i do is listen to podcasts um well all right. Uh, like uh, next on our news, Grant Gustin, who is the Flash on CW, uh, he wants Kevin Smith to direct all the time in season three. So apparently, Kevin Smith did a boss ass episode that Grant Gustin approves. Right, and Kevin Smith's just a super fan. Like, oh, it has to be a dream for him. I can't imagine. Like, you know, he grew up reading these comics, and for him to direct a Flash episode, like, that has to be absolutely astonishing. Very astonishing. Well, absolutely. I, uh, I, uh. Just know how much he loves the episodes, and and I just, I don't know. I I mean, I I hope that it has to be a dream for him just to hear Grant Gustin, who is his, 
he just loves is the Flash just say that, you know, he wants him there all the time. Right. Um, so Deadpool, I know we talked about this every, we talked about it last week, but so it's officially passed Guardians of the Galaxy in the movies, which is crazy because Guardians of the Galaxy made a ton of money and it's got 730 million worldwide box office. Wow. Which is uh, nuts. <laughs> like, very, very interesting. They're, you know, they're going to have no problem making a... It's almost three quarters of a billion. Making a sequel. And the last thing I have written on here, I wrote last night before bed, speaking of Deadpool sequel, um, director Tim Miller said that Cable will be a comic book accurate version. Good. He will be as accurate as he can possibly make it. And he, he said that he listens to everybody's cable casting rumors and he's read every news story. He's, you know, he lurks all over the internet learning about it. And he said that none of it really gets taken into account. He does hear it though. He reads it, you know what I mean? And he will, you know, do whatever he wants to do and whatever he believes is right, which I believe personally we can put our faith in that. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Deadpool was so good as it was. Right. And I trust him. I don't think he's going to let us down. He didn't do that good of a movie for nothing. Right. And I guess uh, Batman vs. Superman is going to have an R-rated cut. For, it's going to be three hours. Three hours long with the one on the DVD release. Right. Uh, which is nuts. I mean, I can't... It's already going to be a long movie, but for it to be three hours long, like, that's as long as the Titanic. I've. <laughs> and another extension to that is... We're going to go see an IMAX on Friday at night, and they they filmed extra scenes for IMAX only. So apparently, the only way you can see these scenes is to see it in IMAX. So if you want to, and if you're going to go see it, see it in IMAX, pay the extra. It should be fantastic. Yeah, we're, we're driving an hour and 40 minutes away to see it in IMAX. Hell yeah. At 1045 at night, it's going to be ridiculous, I but I, yeah, I'm very excited. So the last thing on here that we skipped, Telltale Game Series. We talked about this before for their Michonne, Walking Dead Michonne series. But Telltale Games apparently is working on a Batman series, which they're famous for their point-and-click um, type stories, you know, over episodes and episodes long. Um, That'd be interesting. So, yeah, set aside from the Arkham games, which are already the best Batman games out there, Telltale is going to put out some sort of series involving Batman. So It'll be more story-oriented, like. Oh yeah, and it'll be. I mean, I'm sure you'll be able to change the story based off Batman's yeah, decisions and cool. things like that. So I, Telltale lacks what they lack in graphics. They make up for in story. That's right. what I always said. Well, about. like the Telltale's, like in The Walking Dead, they try to make it look more comic booky. I think I don't think they do bad graphics on purpose. That's just right. Like, and I absolutely love that series. I thought the the first series that came. I have not played season two, but that first series was phenomenal. I did play the first two were two one maybe it was one episode two episodes mm-hmm. of the se- season two but um and it was nuts like dude they had this w- walker in the on in the, the thing telltale? yeah which one the first one the second season two yeah they had this walker that had no it was just a torso and, and arms interesting and it was like that doesn't make any sense oh and a head oh like well. uh, yeah i guess and it was a head torso and arms and Didn't um legs no, it had no legs, but it was like aggressively clawing its way, like down this like fence. Quickly? Yes, 
Interesting. Like his arms were. Like, I don't know if it was like a fre- like how fresh it was, but it was just it was ridiculously fast, and it was just like boom, 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 and I was like, oh my god, that's horrifying. It's like, hungry. <laughs> yeah, it sure was hungry. That's for damn sure. But yeah, well that wraps up nerd news. We're going to be getting into our talk about the episode of The Walking Dead last night. Yes. All we right. can move into that. Then we got some Batman v Superman talk after that. So this episode was season six, episode 14. It's called Twice as Far. And you start off and it starts off in the episode just showing like a little routine of everybody. It shows Gabriel's walking around doing like a little round and you see people switching off at the gate. I think it just it, it was a way to show everybody has their routine now. I remember DJ's wife was like, um, why why did they show that again? And DJ's like, I think it's just showing routine. Like that's what the purpose like that was like that purpose of that was just to show that they have things figured out and they're becoming more organized, <clears throat> which is awesome because as we comic books know, you know, they get very organized. Right. Um, and then it, I, I think, if I remember correctly, that's from the comics. Rosita fucking Spencer. I don't know. I think they're a couple in the comics right after Abraham and Rosita. Eventually. I don't think it happened immediately after. Um, but Rosita and Spencer are a thing, and um, she isn't, I, it's just the... The result of Abraham leaving and things like that. He so subtly asks her, are we fucking or dating? Like, not in those exact words, but... Right, and he asks her to... He, he, the beef jerky stroganoff is a thing from the comics. Is, yeah, he, he says... Actually, I think we're... Andrea and Spencer... At first? ...were a thing, because he makes that he makes that beef jerky stroganoff for Andrea. Yeah, I think that makes more... Yeah, I think, I think she went straight to Eugene after... Or at least for, she was alone for a while. Rosita was. I don't know. There, there was, there was I a. Remember. I think there was a guy in between them. I, I don't remember, but, um. But, I think I'm gonna try to make an honest attempt between seasons to like, I'm gonna at least every, reread this story arc. Oh, I'm gonna read every single, fucking comic again. Yeah, just so just so we know next year we're better prepared. So we um, know, but at the same, you know, it's hard to remember every single detail from the comics. You know. I mean, we read them uh, like all. Uh, over five years ago, and they continue on, so we're still we're catching, we're current, right? But the there's so much that goes on in the comic series that it's just hard. Well, uh, we saw in the end of last week's episode, not last night's, but uh, Morgan was building something, and it was pretty obvious to me he was building a jail cell, and I'm sure to a lot of people. But in this episode, it was finished. Like he he had the he had the fence up, the gate, you know, the the prison cell, the the, the bars, and the he put all the brick up, and it looks like a real jail, so it's pretty cool. Like, I think he got the idea because, remember that episode, Morgan's backstory, he got that Aikido guy that taught him Aikido with his, you know, quarter staff. Eastman, I remembered his name. Eastman. Yeah, yeah well, uh, he got the idea from that because he told him how he built that cell, I think, and that's, that was pretty cool. And he said to Rick, <coughs> when Rick questions him why, you know, he said, so we have more choices next time. Options, yeah. Yeah, more options than just killing, which is... I guess it makes sense. I I would have never expected Morgan to be any further part of this show, but no, he's he's not whatever. the same as the comic books, but whatever. I mean, I guess I, I guess their point being that he was in the first episode, then he was showed up back again in season three, and then you know now he's a bigger part of it. Why waste their time killing him if they're gonna spend all that time teasing him? I, which whatever, it is what it is. I guess he's fun to love to hate. Yeah. 
Um, so Eugene has a ponytail, is all you saw, which is his part of his morph into who phase two. Yeah, phase two Eugene, and um, you know he 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 has much longer hair in the comics now, and is definitely he, got it pulled up in a ponytail. And he, he just looks so much the same, man. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I'm very excited. I like Eugene. Yeah. He's a lot better than he was at the first. He was fucking retarded, but... And as you know, uh, they were out looking for a place so he could make ammunition, which is huge because we've been waiting for this. Right. Like, you know, it's... Because that's a, such a good, you know, like... And I remember in the comics he says, like, you know, like Abraham asked him if he can do it, and he goes, I sure as hell think I can. Or, you know, I can't talk the way he talks, but... um. He's like, I can read it. You know, he had, like, a book about it, and he was going to read and figure it out, and he does, so we'll see. You know, we'll see how they, they progress with that. It's, it's a really great idea. Right. And then him and Abraham have a confrontation when they get in there, and it, it all it's all involved after Eugene's decided that he no longer needs Abraham's protection, and he decides that he's going to take on a walker that comes stumbling out of this factory. Now, the walker's head is completely covered in metal. Mo- like which Melted I'm assuming, metal. yeah, was molten killed the guy and he it was, turned. It was awesome. It made like a m- helmet on him. It was awesome. Yeah, and Eugene couldn't kill him, and Abraham stepped in and destroyed this walker. And Eugene got pissed off. He yeah. got really upset, questioning his manhood, I guess. But basically, told Abraham in not so many words, so fuck off. He didn't need him anymore, and Abraham got pissed and. <laughs> and then he says, "Well, you have better luck picking up a turd by its clean end." <laughs> <laughs> These one-liners with Abraham every week. Hilarious. He's got some shit to say. And it's just great. I don't know. I don't remember him being that way in the comic books, having one-liners like that, but... Hey, whatever. I'll take it. Yeah. I know that at Walker Stalker Con in Texas, people brought him Bisquick. Yeah. Tons of boxes of Bisquick. He donated them all to charity, but... Right. I just think it's fucking hilarious, like... (laughs) Interesting. Um... So, the the purpose of the episode essentially is based around Denise, who wants to go to this strip mall she saw on her way out of D.C. when shit hit the fan. Um, she said it was a strip mall and apothecary, which uh, means pharmacy, right? Something like that. Um, so, she convinces Daryl and Rosita to let her go with them on a run to this apothecary for meds. And by the looks of it, when they get there, it is the mother load of medicine. They they can like take nobody the, got to it. Yeah, nobody got to this place. It's a real creepy building. There's handprint, bloody handprints all over it. Basically, go to a gift shop that doesn't look like it's been looted or anything. And she's with Daryl and Rosita at this point. Yeah, they're you know all three of them are there. Um, the when they get there, the there's. On their way there, there's a big tree that um, blocks blocks their way, and there's a walk underneath it, and they get booze from this walker and things like that. Denise is making a bunch of terrible decisions. She thinks she's a lot tougher than she is, but she just pisses us off. Is pretty much what happens. Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't really know what her motive is. Maybe that if she's badass, they'll go back and tell Tara, and Tara will be like, "Fuck yeah, this is my bitch." Right. I don't know. She's. Well, she's been training. She's being a lot like Eugene in this episode. That she, they have to like prove that they're not useless. But Denise is being stupid because she's the only doctor they have, and it's just a stupid ass thing to do. And she was not like this in the comics either. I don't understand what they're doing. Yeah, some of the decisions made in this episode are stupid. Yeah, just straight up dumb. Completely stupid. 
Well, speaking of Denise's stupidity, she hears, you know, they hear a noise, and Rosita deduces that it's just one walker. So they're not even going to worry about it, and Daryl says it's stuck. And But Denise just goes and has to investigate on her own, so she walks into this room. You know, she looks around, she sees a walker kind of, looks like it was kind of melted to the floor some some fashion. She looks up and sees hush, 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 hush written all over the walls. And looks down to see a full sink with a baby foot sticking out. And so I guess somebody drowned their baby, which was, that was ridiculous, like... Yeah, that was pretty fucked up. Yeah, it was. Well, it when it when the camera when she shines that flashlight on the pack and play, I thought uh, I was hoping to see a zombie. We baby. were gonna see a zombie baby, which I was like, that's fucked up if they do that. But there wasn't anything there, and then we saw that, which was just you know you don't even have to show what yeah. you know what it was, but then you know it was just fucked one up. One baby foot sticking out of the sink. So this, this what we're about to talk about next is what really made what really did it ruined the shit for me. it was a good episode until this exact moment like, now now there are a couple of things that were really awesome to see like that precede these moments um so we see the Denise they leave the they leave the apothecary they have all the medicine they're walking back on the railroad tracks that Daryl decided to take this time. Opposed to taking it last time. Yeah, and I don't understand that part. I don't know what. Maybe it was just the power complex. I don't. They didn't really explain what the whole deal was. Yeah, that. He, he said no tracks, but then they take it back next time. You know, next time because he said it was faster. So twice as far. Like they did another name drop this episode because Rosita said taking the road was twice as far than the great railroad tracks. So. Right. So they decided to take the railroad tracks back to get to the truck. Um, there's a car. That Denise sees, dude, that scene made me fucking laugh out loud when that Walker pops up in the window. He was just laying there for how, like, what years, <laughs> just laying in that car waiting. <coughs> like, I'm gonna scare this bitch. I, she was ready. And it pop, it pops up, you know, and she decides that she's there, that there's a cooler. She says, "Hey, there's a cooler over here. It might have something that we want in it." Daryl and Rosita are basically like, "No, we got what we came for. Don't fucking dwell in things that need not be dwelled in. It's not worth it. Yeah, not worth, not worth their time. Not worth risking your life. Whatever." So, had she not, had she listened to Daryl and Rosita, none of this would have fucking happened. Yeah. But she didn't. She goes in there, gets the fucking cooler, basically gets almost killed to death by this walker, and ends up killing the walker because of whatever reason, this fucking bitch needs to do this shit. Gets the cooler, finds a fucking orange crush soda in it. Six pack of soda. Yeah. She grabs one of them and leaves the rest. Um, Stupid. Daryl and Rosita are pissed. And they're getting a screaming match on the tracks, and in the middle of Denise's rant, we've been waiting for this scene for a while. We knew it was coming. It was supposed to happen to somebody else, and it fucking didn't. It happened to the fucking Denise. An arrow through the fucking head. I mean, it was just as surprising as it should have been, but stupid. In, yeah, but just dumb. What a poor character choice. Yeah, has, for that to happen to. It has, like, no impact on the watchers, like, on the people that watch the show. Like, it was supposed to be Abraham, which would have had a little bit more of a fucking effect on us. But it happened to... But Denise is still alive in the comic books now. She's the only doctor they have. I don't I don't know what the hell the writers were doing. I can't stand it. Yeah, and... and So, we find out that Dwight did it. You know, he says his name in this episode. It's the first time he says his name. His name's Dwight. His face is fucked up. It's burned. 
We're not no. tell you why, but it was burnt in the comics. It's not nearly as bad in the show as it was in the comics. His whole head was like burnt. He didn't have hair on some of it. it right. Very minor in this. Um, yeah, he definitely looks and way different than the first time we've seen them. And, um, you know, he shows up with Daryl's crossbow. And he said, you know, and they, they get in a conversation. You know, talks about Daryl. He said, this isn't one, you know, he's not one to say much and, and things like that. And he did say that he, he was not aiming for Denise, which is not by any means a good excuse to have her, her get hit by the arrow. But no, it was stupid. he was trying to aim for Daryl, missed, said he's not, didn't get the hang of it. He's still practicing. Um, <laughs> which I don't know if they're trying to push that off as the excuse for killing Denise instead, but I, it's it not. It doesn't matter. It's still, it, it doesn't matter. It's a fake show. It, it doesn't like they chose to have Denise die, which was retarded. I don't. Under, I, I had ha- huge amounts of anxiety for this episode because I knew something was going to happen. I knew either Eugene was going to die, somebody was going to die, not Eugene. But I did not expect it to be her, and that's not a good unexpected because it's fucking retarded. Yeah, very pissed. That's why I said love hate relationship because the episode was good, but it just hey. the wrong people had to go. Yeah, I just I don't fucking know, man. Like I said, I had a huge anxiety for this entire episode. And I was like, man, and then it just... They ruined it. Like, they ruined it for me. I'm so, they better have fucking do better on the season finale. Because if they ruin that, then I'm not going to know what to think about it anymore. Yeah, it's... it's. I don't know. As much as I have been waiting for Negan and, and everything like that, they just... Uh, I don't know. They need to... Because now they don't have a doctor. I don't understand. I can't... I, I can't get over it. Right. And I suppose that, like... It wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for them to keep Tara around and have her be like, you know, I will avenge her. I will avenge Denise by learning all this stuff, like, and read all those books and get really good yeah, at it and I, be the doctor. I don't know about that. I don't know either. I, But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for them to do, which is retarded. I don't like, think Tara's smart enough. The Walking Dead, AMC is so particular about keeping these people. The writers, they, they, want, they keep the wrong people. I don't understand why. Yeah, whatever. But it, it's literally, like... Tearing down my high hopes. Absolutely. You know, what I mean, they have got to, they've got to kill somebody important. In my opinion, they have to. There should be two important deaths this year, but not, not anymore. And I don't know the the purpose for keeping Abraham around is there's no point. I just don't get it. It doesn't. I don't know. And if if. Whatever. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see how it goes because. Yeah. Well, there was a couple things out of the comic books this episode. I mean, uh, you know, they brought, you know, they as I said, they shot her in the head, and then they all surrounded. There was a shitload of them, man, surrounded Daryl and them, and uh, <clears throat> Eugene seemed like Eugene was snitching out Abraham, who was hiding behind some barrels that they didn't know was there. But then that shit cracked me up. As they went over to look, Eugene just bites onto Dwayne's dick, just grabs right onto it. Which I think he did that in the, in the comics. Yeah, he did. He he bites the shit out of his dick, and then which ended up being like you know just straight up just Rosita, Daryl, and Abraham took them all out. Like they didn't I mean they didn't all die, but they won that confrontation, all thanks to Eugene's dick bite. <laughs> and then uh, so the, the, when they when they get back to Alexandria and Eugene uh, is in the hospital and they're doing you know they're they're helping him out or whatever and he has a a reunion with Abraham and he Abraham says you you know you sure know how to bite a dick Eugene that's yeah you know what I mean can and he says that you've officially moved on to phase two and things like that and Eugene says something about not 
And he says, welcome to phase two. He goes, no need to welcome me. I've already been here. Yeah, well, Eugene's got a lot of confidence. That's for damn sure. Yeah. I don't know where the hell he pulled it all from, but that's good. That's good for Eugene's development. Yeah. Well, it seems that guy, that Pete or something, I can't remember his name. Tobin. Tobin, the guy Carol was seeing. Uh, remember, she, last episode, she was smoking a cigarette with him, made him a beet cookie, and she was kissing him. Well, she left him a letter, and it was, you know, she, it had her reading the letter out loud uh, during the scenes that it was showing, and apparently she's saying she's leaving Alexandria. So, Be, I don't know. Because she can't kill anymore. Yeah, I don't understand. It seems as though Morgan is having nothing but bad effects on Carol and her badassness. Yeah, I don't understand what she's going to go, what she's going to do. I don't really know either. Whatever. Um, this episode was very weird. <clears throat> yeah. So, Daryl got reunited with his crossbow. And um, his motorcycle. And his motorcycle in the same week span, which is great. It was much like Michonne being reunited with her sword oh, back, in the, so, back in the Terminus. I'm so glad seeing Daryl with his crossbow because, you know, you're used to, when he comes around a corner, you know, cocked and ready to go, like with the gun up. It's weird when he has a rifle in his hand. It's just strange to me. But with that cr- that crossbow, just fits him so good. Yeah, it's perfect. So it's it's great to see him reunited with that crossbow. But that and that and that's how the episode ends. Like Carol, you know, Carol leaving Alexandria, and it's pretty much it. it we didn't see the previews for next week, yep. or anything like that. But they have announced that there will be that the season finale will be ninety minutes. Yes, it has to be. Which is fucking great because right, yep. so much is going to happen during that season oh finale my God. and. I, you know, the only thing that I hope, you know, everybody knows, no, you know, no spoilers here that Negan is coming in the season finale. That is the date that his inaugural appearance will be there. Oh, I can't do it. That's going to, I'm going to get the chills. But the only thing is that I really hope that it is not in the last fucking seven goddamn minutes of the goddamn episode. It, it will be. Like, I want him to see him for longer, but. We're not going to be able to. You I know. In the, in the, and in, in issue 100, his first appearance, it was right at the last few pages. It's not. Which, it's gonna be a short appearance, which when translated to TV show time is just minutes. But his short appearance is gonna have such an impact. It's not gonna. You're, it's. It's gonna just wait. I can't hold two more episodes. Right. So I mean, it is what it is. I have no idea what they're gonna do for the next episode. I can't even begin. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, two, two more weeks. So well, one more week of non no Negan, and then. Here we are with Negan, and I'm I can't I couldn't be more excited, but I couldn't be more nervous. Right. This is the definition of anxious. <laughs> yeah, my heart is gonna my my blood pressure is gonna be a little high on that Sunday. <laughs> I wish more than anything that we could live tweet the show, but I don't want to. I don't know how people can live tweet anything. We also watch it. We, well, yeah, we don't we stream the show. We watch it after it airs. But, like, I know that live tweeting is a big deal, and I don't know how people do it. I don't know if they do it during commercials or what, but I can't. I can hardly I can hardly p- take a, take enough attention away to take these notes. Yeah, I ain't trying to tweet while I'm watching an episode. Unless they just pause it every time they want to say something, but I don't know. I mean, if they're watching it live, how, unless, yeah, they're doing it DVR-based or yeah. whatever. I wish that we could watch the season finale live. I really do. Oh, me too, man. I don't I mean, I don't know if we can find somewhere to go watch it, but I probably work till nine anyway. Right? Yeah, it's uh, it's whatever, but it's okay. It'll still have the same impact. We don't have to worry about commercials either. Yeah, that's a good part. 
but it's going to be i mean i, I have a feeling that we're, we're going to be a, even a half an hour longer waiting for it because it's going to take yeah. all that much longer to upload that'll be fine but what it is what it is i've been waiting for this day for so long i i think i even might even have it requested day shift i told nate it. that he has got to be here under no circumstances he's not going to be here for that yeah he better be i told him that if he's here we're doing an episode that night yeah we're doing a walking dead special i it'd be even cooler if we could do it live <laughs> that'd be awesome but um yeah maybe, maybe in the future yeah in the future we'll think about doing live shows and things like right. that i mean yeah i mean gotta get more of a following people to watch it like no point doing a live show for however you know right and but, i know that we have we've been taught you know we have we have very specific dates in mind for doing specials and and things like that um that we'll announce as the as the time time moves on and, and and things, but uh, I know for a fact that we will be doing a special on the Walking Dead season finale. Oh, and for sure. Next week we're doing a special on Batman vs Superman. Oh, yeah. Like prob you know pretty pretty strictly on that. We might touch on Walking Dead, I believe, and um, we'll have Flash and Arrow and things like that. Like, I know that we also said that we would have Flash and Arrow this week, but apparently we were way fucking wrong. Yeah, they're it's not until next week apparently we don't have flash arrow or legends to talk about which is what we have based pretty much every episode around so it's okay um we're gonna we're gonna straight up move right into a little bit of pre-gaming for batman vs superman talk um we have no notes for this so we're just gonna be riffing as you know last week we talked about uh called the dark knight returns part one and two we watched part one last week it is what the movie coming out is loosely based off of. I think there's a couple different takes on it, but you know, I think this is this, you know this is the one like this Ben the Ben Affleck's Batman looks a lot like this Batman, not quite as old. You know, the Batman in the com in the movie was really old. <laughs> right, hence the loosely based, um, right, term. But I mean, yeah, I don't think Ben Affleck's gonna be you know a ten year retired Batman and no, and things like that, but. Definitely a lot of similarities. I can totally see. Um, uh, this movie was miles better than the the first one. I like this a lot. I had my attention literally the whole time. Last week I had a problem with my phone, so I fucked with that a lot. But um, I mean, the first one was good. It had, was you know it was entered. It didn't you didn't see Superman yet, but um, it was good. They just had to, it was showing. It had to get to that point of why Superman has to fight him. Right, and this this was basically a Superman, or I'm sorry, a Batman Joker story. It was awesome. Oh, like, it was brutal. So brutal. Like the, the I we said last week, this Batman just don't give a fuck. Like, and it's awesome. Yeah. Well, and like it starts off with uh, in the for, in the beginning of this movie, it shows Joker watching the news, like it ended in the last one. He uh, makes it looks like he's sad or whatever, but he's concocting a plan to get on TV to get out into public, which it's never a good idea with the Joker because he always has something going on. Right, and he, they they want to be put on a on a talk show. I can't remember the name of the talk show right now, but he was basically like, let's imagine the Joker on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty much what it is. There's, you know, there's a desk and a chair, and they're 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 talking. You know, they're they're he's got the doctor with them, and they're talking about Batman and why the Joker does what he does. Yeah. And we see a uh, Batman, a Bruce Wayne dressed up as like an old hag lady, in a liquor shop. When some of Joker's henchmen, some that stayed loyal, I guess, were like robbing this liquor store, and then he 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 proceeds. And this woman named Bruno, which was naked except for having two swastika stickers on her nipples, 
which is strange. And so Batman fights them as an old lady, and and yeah, and he whoops he whoops up on them, and then there's there's a bunch of stuff that happens. Well, Superman comes in and takes her out. Yeah, I mean Batman could have done it, but Superman comes in ties her up. But that's a little ahead. Yeah, and then uh, there's there there's a there's a lot. Superman try you know he, he wants to, he wants to confront Batman. Uh, in I guess what what's the aim to stop him from? Yeah, he he's going too far, and then all these people are following him. And I think you know the president, which he looks a lot like Reagan. He sounds like Reagan. Wants him to uh. You know, because you know the government, you know, they're all having a problem with the way Batman is doing this, and they're all blaming Batman for these vigilante group trying to, you know, do shit, killing people. So yeah, so they, so President wants to uh, recruit Superman to stop Batman. So he goes and talks to him, and then tells him pretty much he doesn't want to get it to that point, you know. And, but if it goes, if if any of the authority tells him that he's gonna have to fight him. And then he goes, oh, is that what happened with Oliver? And then I guess... It, they made it imply that Superman ripped off Oliver's arm. Because he says something about... Uh, something about Oliver's arm. And then Superman said, oh, I had to do what was necessary. So that was ridiculous. Like, yeah. So, uh... The... Joker on the show... Yeah, he has some big fat dude, I guess. I don't really know his name. But some big fat dude's, like, helping him out. And he... He, uh... Gives him these uh, little portable respirators. Yeah, little respirators, I guess, to stick in his nose. And Joker, he's like, are these coffee cups free? Because he's drinking co- coffee out of a cup provided by the talk show. And he, he's like, yeah, sure, keep it. We, you know, we got a whole closet full. And he smashes the smashes the glass on the thing and cuts his doctor's throat. And then these two little fucking android, uh, android children that look so weird, like two little men. Dressed as ch- children, one a yeah. boy and one a girl. They're little robots, and they're flying around the city. And then they they fly into this talk show. And Joker says, "I'm going to kill everybody in this room." And they, uh, what's that gas called? Joker gas. Joker gas. I think is all it is. And yeah, and it, it's know. very common. You know, people inhale it, and they kind of start to look like the Joker. They laugh uncontrollably and pr- ultimately die. Yeah, and they have a big giant smile on their face with their eyes wide open. It's just like the Joker's calling card, I guess. You, you've but. seen a lot of adaptations where he has like a flower on his shirt and then he squirts it. You know, he does that, and that's that same gas. Right. So he, you know, he kills basically everybody in the room, the host included, and his doctor's gone. And then he he goes and recruits, uh, but the older, fatter version of Catwoman, who is an runs Selena an escort Kyle. service. Um, Kyle escorts. Yeah. And um, he, what does he do with her? Like, well, he gets one of her clients, one of her younger, hotter clients, to go to the governor and kiss. He has his lipstick that when he kisses, so when you kiss somebody, they they do what you tell them to do. Mind control, a little mind lipstick. control lipstick. So she tells the governor to declare a nuclear war on the whatever war they were having a war with a country. I, I can't remember the name of the country at the moment. Sort of with a C, something weird, but uh. And then he falls off the building and dies. <laughs> yeah. Completely naked. He was, like, wrapped in an American flag, ordering to nuke this country. Yeah, and, it was strange. Um, so that's where Superman's at the whole time, like, fighting that war with, with the army. I and think Napa took on a fleet of warships better than Superman. <laughs> well, but that's can't just fuck with a Saiyan, apparently. No. Um, so then Superman 
flies a nuke out into space and you know it blows up right in his face and the weirdest thing ever happens to superman i didn't expect yeah he gets all it's like it damaged him he got all shriveled up and like 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 looked like a zombie kind of actually and he lands on earth still with some serious force lands on earth and i guess what looks like sucks the sun's energy out of all the flowers in this giant flower garden like yeah, that's what they made it look like that quite a bit i don't know if it was all coincidence maybe the nuclear energy just got to the flowers when that happened but it looks like he sucked the like you know cuz you know with photosynthesis and all that plants absorb light so that's <laughs> that's crazy i've never known superman could do anything of the sort but uh, hey whatever it's very bizarre but it was cool like it was really interesting uh, oh he, yeah he gets all swelled back up and you know becomes superman again and then um but the nuclear war the nuclear explosion caused i think they said all of america lost power right so during during all of that batman and joker are fighting each other um they they go and they you know they well, follow actually, they fought before that happened Batman was yeah, yeah, that's what. I, yeah, I guess like during. That's what I'm saying. Like, like during, during all, Superman fighting the in the war, the yeah. explosion happened after what we're about to talk about now. So yeah, well, the Joker and Batman they they follow a bunch of clues and and they they're led to you know Kyle escorts and they Batman finds um, yeah. Selina Kyle, Catwoman, Catwoman uh, dressed in Wonder Woman outfit, you know, tied up. <laughs> yeah, and she's got lipstick all over and and Batman wipes it off and kisses her himself and then. Um, Robin finds a piece of cotton candy, and they are led to a carnival, and that's where the Joker and this fat dude are at, and giving out free cotton candy to the children. Right, and you know there's a there's a bunch of people at this carnival, and the Joker just starts going nut nuts, you know, and they they send those two little androids up that you know, with explosives in them, and they try to kill Batman with it, and fail the first time, and then the other one goes sits up on a roller coaster and waits for the coaster to come up and Robin takes her out with a fucking slingshot right and then uh Joker goes running into the tunnel of love starts blasting everybody away just shooting them killing them well no i guess no first he grabs that chick and they go into that mirror that fun house well he grabs that chick and then you know Batman throws batterings at him two in his shoulder one straight up into his eyeball and Joker's completely unfazed by this. Yeah, like, he just has a battering sticking out of his eyeball, but he's like, eh, whatever. But then he runs into the mirror house and grabs a little boy inside. Oh, the that's right. House. And then a little battle ensues in there, Batman. Yeah, and the, ba- and the, and the, the little boy's like, are you the Joker, right? Batman's going to kick your ass. He, he goes, he's going to have to go through you first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then they have a little, you know, funhouse mirror, typical funhouse mirror. Joker turns the corner, there's 50 Batmans, and he shoots all, all but the real Batman, and... Um, you know, they have a little bit of a, a face-off in this uh, mirror, funhouse with mirrors, and then Joker gets the upper hand this time, and mirrors fall on Batman, and Joker runs out, and he runs into the Tunnel of Love. Oh, and then, then he starts blasting people, just killing everybody. Like, it was brutal. Like, just uh, he just destroyed everyone. Yeah, he, he has a gun, and he's just, he's just murdering dudes left and right, jumping on boats, running into the Tunnel of Love. His aim in there, I guess, was to get Batman in there and and have a face off. Yeah. You know the what, what Joker was con- considering. What I assume the last face off between them. Yeah, because you know they fight, and they fight, and Batman gets you know he gets slashed with a knife, and then he gets stabbed multiple times. Yeah. In the abdomen yeah. by that fucking switchblade. During a little little tussle, they got he you know he was getting just shanked over and over again. Like my, it was ridiculous. And then Batman finally loses it, and it kind of like, he kind of like snapped Joker's neck, but I guess not enough to kill him. 
Just paralyze him, I guess. And then uh, Joker was sitting there, like, laughing at him, telling him, Oh, I won. I made you lose control. And then Joker does the craziest thing I've ever seen anybody do. Turns his head far enough, snaps his own fucking neck. Yeah, he just, he just snapped his own neck, broke it. Broke his own neck. It was Without crazy. using his hands or anything. Just That's ridiculous. I feel like it was probably weaker from Batman just doing it, but still, that's that's crazy. And he laughs his butt off while he's doing it. Yeah, he still dies with a smile on his face. And then he, he's he got some sort of like... Or no, I think Batman put it on him. I don't know. I, I think it was the Joker probably had it on him. I don't know. Some sort of like Flammable. spontaneous human combustion type deal. And when anybody tries to touch him, he bursts into flames. Yeah. Batman start you know Batman in this movie kill he kills cops like it's crazy. Oh, that, that kills them, but he doesn't try not to kill them. I guess. Like, yeah, he doesn't let them be avoided. But in that commissioner, the new commissioner that took over for Gordon does not like Batman. No, and he's doing everything in his power to get out of there while bleeding out pretty much from the abdomen. Like, yeah, so they chase him down, and uh, Robin comes in with a helicopter and. Little another little battle ensues outside, and you know they're shooting at Batman. And he's trying to get away, and she just starts robbing in the helicopter, starts blowing up cop cars with these missiles. Like, I'm sure a cop or two died in that. You know, his cars are flipping over. Not every cop would have got out of there. So like, they're just I don't I don't they're brutal. Explosions everywhere. Batman gets out of there, and uh, you know, and Alfred works on him. They get him all stitched up and take him back to the Wayne Manor. That's when the nuke goes off. When Superman's in space, the nuke we were talking about. Uh, turns out it was an EMP and takes out all the electronics in the entire world, apparently. Cause that explosion was gigantic. Um, Superman takes it right to the, you know, right to the face, sucks the energy out of those flowers, comes back. No power left in the world at all. I'm going to. Oh, apparently there's a mouse in my bathroom. That's news. Well, um, we caught it. <laughs> yeah, we paused this and we caught the mouse. We let it go outside. Very humanely. His little Jovi, his little dog is a mouse chasing machine. Yeah. I'm going to start putting her in the bathroom at night. Yeah. <laughs> or hunt the mouse. I'll go in there and it'll be a fucking bloodbath and she'll have rabies or something. What was the last thing you said about Batman, that movie? Uh, I think we were just talking about the Joker snapping his neck, snapping and, his neck and, and Batman getting out of there. and. Yeah, yeah I said something the about happened. the nuke. Yeah, and then all the power went out and then... Batman knew that it had something to do with Superman, and uh, Batman goes out on a horse. He takes Robin on horses to go into the city to tell everybody, you know, to get his Batman followers to uh, do things humanely instead of killing. So he took all their guns away and told them, use your fists and your brains. He says, tonight I am the law. We are the law. And But then it goes to a scene where, the, you know, they're talking to Superman about... The president was talking to Superman, saying that Batman has now killed and uh, has beat up police, so he needs to be taken care of. So Superman says, all right. And Batman suits up. Yeah, and we're going, oh, first we see him talking to Oliver. Right, oh, yeah. They're in a room talking. He's talking to Oliver. Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow. And he wants a piece of Superman. He's like, I want to help, even if it's just a little bit of something. I didn't want a piece of that. So Batman says, all right, and then Batman goes and gets his his suit that we're going to see in the new movie, too. He gets it all ready to go. Iron suit. This thing gives him some serious fucking strength. He just lifts his Batmobile up with one hand, like... Crazy. Maybe not quite as strong as Superman, but still, you know, pretty fucking strong. Enough to go punch for punch with him for a while. Yeah. Now, even Batman said that Superman was weakened by 
because there was very little sunlight coming through, and he was weakened by the blast anyway. So you know he 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 wasn't Superman was not at full strength at this fight. Right. But still, very very crazy. Oh, so that the, that battle was crazy. Yeah, the, I mean, there's so much that happens. Uh, I mean, it, it was a battle. That, I mean, that's all we can really say. It was a yeah. fight. You're gonna have to go watch that movie. I recommend it. Yeah, definitely. Dark Knight Returns Part One and Two. Yeah, it, it makes me want to see that new movie so much more. Even if that was even possible. <laughs> yeah, right. And then and then you know and at, at the end, you know that everybody thinks Batman dies and turns yeah, out they blow up Wayne Manor, which some of you might know is Nightfall Protocol. I uh, yeah, I didn't know that until you said that out loud. I never heard of that before. Yeah, it's a it's a common thing in certain. I'm not gonna tell you. I don't want to ruin anything. But uh, maybe I just did. <laughs> well, whatever. Like, and then yeah. Batman basically fakes his own death, makes everybody think that he died, and then but he, everybody now knows that Bruce Wayne was Batman. They said on the news, right? And then it looks to be that they're going to uh, they're building another like underground bat cave, like under his grave, which yeah. is really clever. And Superman notices it too at the at the end of the funeral. I think I think it was Robin in some cloak or something. I don't know if Batman was under there or where he was, but he heard. Uh, his heartbeat, and so and he winked at her like, "Yeah, I know." Right, and then and that's how it ends. I don't know if it's oh, it's kind of, I mean, they did kind of open it up for a Dark Knight Returns Part Three, but yeah, maybe we'll see like an even more old, like a ninety-year-old Batman, just like Batman Begins. Yeah, maybe that's where the no, not Batman again, Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond. Oh yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be a new. That'd be another way for it to follow because that you, you ever watch that. No, I love Batman Beyond. That's awesome. That that boy takes over, and, and Bruce is really old. Interesting. Yeah, that would be fucking crazy. But, but um, yeah. So, so uh, this just this just re you know makes the the hype for Batman v Superman all four the more. days, four yeah four days, and and we're gonna do a whole episode on it. But before before we get into that information, I I do want to read these things because I was reading them well just a little bit ago. Um. It's just an article I found off comicbook.com. I'm going to read a little bit of the article itself. It just says, Sunday night. Hey, don't put stuff so in there. Last night, um, Radio City Music Hall in New York City, Batman v Superman, had its star-studded U.S. premiere. Those hoping to find out their favorite film critic or what their favorite film critics thought will have to wait until the embargo is lifted on Tuesday at 6 p.m. However, we do have for you a compilation of reactions from those who attended the event, as well as a spoiler-free review from The Sun. It says, The intensity of the insanely long film is achieved with special effects, plot twists, geeky references, and the volume being turned up to 11 from start to finish. That was from Emma, Gr- Emma Grit of The Sun. It says, While diehard DC comic book, or DC comic devotees might be punching the air as the Justice League are te- teasingly introduced, the average film fan may be left scratching their head. Overall, Zack, Snyder, ba- ba- Zack Snyder's Batman v Superman blockbuster is an emotionally charged up, or is emotionally charged up, but it's newcomer Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman who really steals the show. Anything to say about that review? I didn't hear it. Oh, all right. Well, um, it's all right. So then, then there's just a bunch of tweets from Batman v Superman. I read all of them. None of them really have any spoilers, so, but they're awesome to, to, to hear. So this person says, Just saw Batman v Superman. Can't say anything about it until Tuesday at 6 p.m., but I can say something about the tickets. Buy them. 
It's got a, like 20 emojis here. Um, they're all uh, heart face smiles. And then this other guy, this other guy says, uh, if Batman v Superman is an example of what to expect from future DC movies, then Marvel better watch out. Um, another person here says, Batman v Superman was great. Jesse Eisenberg's performance particularly blew me away. Still not over the BVS premiere. Still so giddy. I'm totally going to see this again. Batman v Superman made me cry real tears. That is all. Pleasantly surprised. Please see it with a big crowd if you can. This this one particularly gets me excited. Best or I love Michael Keaton more than anyone, but this is the best live action Batman ever, and it's not even remotely close. It says also naysayers. Zack Snyder plus Chris Terrio equals win. You want the race. You want a race while DC may have just caught up with one movie. (laughs) (laughs) Orders of magnitude better than Man of Steel. Which is crazy, because I fucking love Man of Steel. Man of Steel. But maybe he did too, but he's just saying this is that's how good it is. It is still better than that. (laughs) Orders of magnitude better. Well, I would expect it. Avengers was magnitudes better than Thor. Yeah, that's true. This is also, also many aspects are not what people are, are expecting. The trailers were cleverly deceptive. Good. That's awesome. So I'm very excited about it because we had so we picked apart the trailer a little bit. It says, "Dear Internet, today is the day to be jealous of at Ben the Con. Uh, he's at the premiere seeing Batman vs Superman before all of us, or before all of you." And then Ben the Con retweeted. It says, "I am. It was an incredible movie. Totally lived up to my expectations. It still had lots of surprises. Lots to process. Lots to think about. I mean, there's a ton of tweets here. I'm not going to read all of them, but." Any negative ones? Not a single one. That, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they just compiled the oh, right. a list of good ones from everybody that was at the premiere. But the article then goes on to say that um, Batman v Superman is fearing the action, or in Batman v Superman, Donald Justice fearing the actions of a godlike superhero left unchecked. Gotham City's own formidable, forceful vigilant vigilante takes on Metropolis's most revered modern-day savior, while the world wrestles with um, what sort of hero it really needs and. With Batman and Superman at war with one another, a new threat quickly arises, putting mankind in greater danger than it's ever known before. So that's just a little bit of a plot as to what goes on. We're very, very excited. I, I, it has renewed my faith in the movie. Oh, I, I never lost faith, but it just increases tenfold. Ab- yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't want that to sound like I lost faith in the movie at all, but just by things that we've picked apart and things like that, it kind of got worrisome there for a little bit. Oh well, we have weird daughters. daughter, Which, by the way, daughter is kicking my daughter, and then they proceed to laugh together. Interesting. (laughs) Well, that's we do this in the morning, and our daughters are always, you know, behind us and things like that. Last week in particular, we did it after nap time, so we had plenty of time. But we're on a little bit of a time crunch today, so I'm sorry if you guys can hear all that in the background. We take random breaks throughout the day because of right being a dad. But uh, so next week. Lane, if you want to get in on this. We are going to watch, like we said before, but again, Friday, 10.45 p.m., Pittsburgh, IMAX. We are going to watch Batman vs. Superman, which is going to have bonus features that you're not going to see in any other form of this movie unless you see it in IMAX. Right, and then and then Monday, well, yeah, Monday, you guys are going to get an episode, and it's going to be an exclusive Batman vs. Superman Breakdown, talk, absolutely, everything like that. We have two interviews coming in. 
Um, one of them, his name is Adam Crawford. The other one is uh, my buddy Brandon Allison. We'll do a little bit of an introduction for them when it comes in. Both are huge DC super fans. AJ in particular, Adam, he is a uh, huge, biggest Batman fan I've ever met. For sure. He loves everything about Batman. He loves everything about DC Universe. And my buddy Brandon, I only know him to be a humongous Green Lantern fan, but he's also a DC fanboy and knows right. his stuff too. So, um, And then you got me and Lane here who are kind of like just a fan of the Justice League in general. Um, you know what I mean? I'm sure both of us have one hero that we'd more lean toward over the other, but I like oh, I like Superman. I like the Flash. Um, Batman's cool. Green Lantern's fucking cool. Martian Manhunter's cool, but... We're not seeing Marsh Manhunter in the Justice League movie. Oh, hopefully soon. In yeah, the Justice League movie we might, but not in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also heard rumors that Green Lantern won't be making an appearance in the Justice League movie either. Yeah, not until the second Justice League movie, but I don't know. I hope not. I want to see him. I personally hope for a Kyle Rayner Green Lantern. He's my favorite Green Lantern. Yeah, they'll probably do John Stewart though. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, next step, I guess. But I just like Kyle Rayner so much. Right. Well. I mean that's that's pretty much gonna do it for this. I mean tune in next week. Next week next week's gonna be a big episode. We're gonna we're very we've been waiting for this for like a year. Oh yeah. And it's finally coming down to its last couple of days. And so, um all right, well that concludes episode six of Nerd Talkalypse. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Come back next week. Nerd Talkalypse has assumed no claim and is not endorsed by material used in this podcast production. All music, sounds and references are copyrighted under the franchise name. Nerd Talklips can be contacted by phone, email, or social media. You can contact us by email, nerdtalklips at gmail.com, on Twitter at nerdtalklips, or by phone at 814-299-6653. For more content, you can check out our blog at www.nerdtalklips.weebly.com, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdtalklips. If you like what you heard today, we want to hear from you. Please leave us a review on iTunes, or you can find us in the Android market on Stitcher and Player FM. If there's a subject you wish us to talk about, please let us know. We will do our absolute best and research the subject and bring it to you next episode. Thank you for listening to Nerd Talkalypse.